Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Meta is yanking news off of Facebook and Instagram in Canada because the country's newly passed online news act will force the company to pay organizations for their content. We're learning the fallout from the Reddit blackout where subreddit mods took their channels private to protest the company's new API pricing model is far from over. If you've accidentally signed up or tried to cancel a Amazon Prime account, you'd understand exactly why the FTC is suing Amazon for deceptive practices. And there appears to be an inverse relationship between increased technology and decreased quality in automobiles. We've got all this and more for you in episode 88 of The Tech Job. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph. And I'm at Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. How's everybody doing tonight? I ain't no special AKA. Just want to find out how everybody doing it. You know what? I'm going to do an AKA then because my wife and I just celebrated 23 years of marriage. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. She renewed my contract. I just came off vacation literally this morning. I, you know, I, I have not been in my house 24 hours yet. And uh, so, yeah, I've been working on my tan, y'all. Nice. She renewed the contract. Any, any advice for for... The long haul? Yeah. Um, 50 50 in a marriage, don't get it. It better be 100 100 all the time. Uh, that's how you get through it. Because when, you know, 50 50 only work if y'all both 50 all the time. Sometimes I'm 20 and she 80. In fact, I would say usually I'm 20 and she 80. So we both try to just be 100 100. And that way there's always some overflow. Sounds like good, solid advice. Anyway, y'all, I'm glad that y'all put some stories in here because I was on vacation last week. I wasn't doing a lot of looking at tech. Before we get to it, though, uh, I do want to remind all of our listeners that you can support the Tech John by heading over to patreon.com forward slash the Tech John, where we have multiple tiers over there, any one of which gets you access to our live stream and after party. So like right now, we've got Wayne. We've got, uh, let's see, Wayne is in there. Uh, Kaim is in there. I'm sure Saray will be showing up at some point. Um, Charles will probably be showing up at some point. We, we get a group of people who ride with us darn near every single week while we record this show live. So if you'd like to actually come in and hang out with us while we record the show and then participate when we do the after party immediately following, head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech john. That's the tech J A W N. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into the tech. So the first one here was one that I actually did pay attention to where Meta is yanking news from Facebook and Instagram in Canada. And I thought this was apropos just because this is something that they did before. 
Facebook has basically made a determination, unless you are a giant country, which Canada is not, we're not going to allow you to charge us for using your news services. Uh, if you guys remember back in 2021, Australia did this where Australia passed some laws that basically said that Facebook, you now have to pay all of these news organizations for linking to their uh, news articles. And Facebook was like, or how about we just don't? So wait a minute, before you go, uh, continue, is Australia trying to penalize Facebook for users uploading links to stories? Or are they talking about Facebook actually, whoever working at Facebook, content creators, community managers, whomever, is actually linking to news stories from Facebook proper, not necessarily me uploading a link about the latest iPhone. I think it is a combination of both. It, it was that it was that way with Australia. This case is with Canada. And essentially the reason they're doing it is because we've all heard and talked about stories about how the news organizations are losing revenue because instead of people going to their news site.com to get the news, they just pull it right off of Facebook and just read it there. Never even going to Facebook or, or going to the news site. So this news site isn't able to show ads. The news site isn't able to put you behind the paywall. They're not able to monetize their content. So Facebook is basically saying we don't really generate a lot of revenue. Off, and it's funny how they say we don't really generate a lot of revenue. They didn't say they didn't generate any, but they said they don't generate a lot of revenue off of linking to these uh, news organizations. So instead of paying a fee in order to link to them, they will just no longer link to them. And I'm I'm guessing that they will end up working something out like they did with Australia, like they've done with other countries. But they, they are consistent. Meta has been consistent about this. We're not going to pay you. Like, um, explain it to me like I'm five. What does that actually mean? Like it did because because it if I was reading the articles correctly, they were saying that they weren't taking down the the public pages of the news organizations necessarily. Mm-hmm. But so what does that mean? They're not linking to the articles like for, like for, what does that actually mean? My guess is when you are say I put a post up to the verge about meta removing websites or whatever, right? You click on that link from my profile, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of it opening up in Safari, Google, Firefox, whatever, <laughs> Facebook, and a lot of these companies do well, ma- mainly made up meta. They've created their own browser, their own reader app for your convenience. Yeah, and it opens up, but it's still in Facebook and you're reading it from right. Facebook. It, Facebook has made their own browser. Right. And you're reading right. it there with, without ever going to the Verge at all. Yeah, and be- I guess, uh, this is me guessing, Verge is like, you know, not the Verge specifically, but these websites are like, yo, at the very I least, mean, oh, yeah. let, it, let them open it up in our website so then they can see our ads. But Facebook is like, uh, uh, uh. and they well, probably got their own monetization service. Go back to Facebook after they right. read the article. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I never even paid that much attention to that. Like, cause I, I will every now and I don't really read new. I don't really get my news from Facebook. So I don't necessarily click on a ton of the 
articles that mm-hmm. come through my feed like that. But well, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it it's more um, I really I mainly do it for my local news, like the Philadelphia Inquirer is our, our newspaper here. So if I see a story in the Inquirer that I want to check out, I may go, you know, click on it and, and read it. I never even paid attention to the fact that I wasn't actually being redirected off the platform to the Inquirer's actual website. I just, you just click and then you start scrolling and, and you read the art. Ah, yeah. So it really, it really gets on my nerves. Sis. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it really gets on my nerves. Shout out when to I'm Gen Z, Instagram. Gen X, uh, yeah. So different. for instance, I am, uh, we, speaking of vacations, me and my wife are going on a vacation in middle of July. So I'm in the, you know, shopping for clothes, shopping for traveling stuff. And surprisingly, you know, I'll see something, a link to some swim trunks or some water shoes or whatever the case may be on Instagram. I'm like, oh, those look dope. Let me click on them. I click on them and then it'll open up in Instagram's browser. Well, yeah, Instagram has Instagram shopping now. I have done that. I'm, yeah, they don't have to go off the site to to buy stuff. Right. But that's if the, the, the company or the, the, the website sets that up in face in, in Instagram rather. Right. I'm just talking about clicking on the link and I'm think I'm going to the company's website to buy the stuff and shop, but I'm still in Instagram and I can tell I'm still in Instagram because when I back out now, all of the ads that I see in Instagram Mm -hmm. are about water shoes because Instagram has saw that I clicked on this ad and they've got their pixel. I think it's called mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. pixel or Facebook pixel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook pits, pixel, right? So now they know that I've clicked on this site. So I have some interest in it. I've clicked around on the Instagram browser thinking I'm in Safari. And now they're saying, oh, he must like this. So now the ad is doing this thing. And now all of the water shoe companies are now serving me ads every two or three, you know, uh, links and stuff. So what I've tried to start doing is there's a setting and you can probably do this in Facebook, but nobody does it. Right. Going back to this article is you click the three ellipses or the hamburger or whatever, and you get the option to open in system browser. Mm-hmm. If you do that. Then it opens up in the regular website, which is going back to this uh, story. Most people ain't doing that. They clicking on the link. It opens up because you you do want that. It's convenient. It's it's convenient. Once they once they've clicked on something. So, you know, but so so if, if that is the case, then then Instagram and for well, Meta should pay news organizations some money because you're right. basically re- you're basically rebroadcasting um content or or you know so there should be some some sort of licensing fee uh mm-hmm. for for doing that like that like come on meta like stop well, playing well when when they did it in Australia meta basically said no nah, the price is too high and what ended up happening because they actually shut it down for for a hot second and what happened was that the traffic to those websites dropped off so precipitously that now you have the the actual news organization saying, okay, so they're not sending us any traffic anymore. That's making it even worse for us. And because at least they were getting some traffic because there would be times when you would you'd be reading or you know, sometimes it's not even reading the entire article. You know that 
you know, as news people, you know, in, in, anymore, we don't really read the news. We read the headlines and maybe the first paragraph. Well, that's what you're getting in Facebook. You could still click through and go through to the actual article and that would send traffic to those websites. Well, back when they did this in Australia, that traffic that no longer went to those websites literally is like, that's worse. Uh, maybe we should renegotiate our terms and they ended up working out a deal. So Facebook, yes, they are now paying for that. They're just not paying the price that the government said they were going to have to pay up front. And I wonder if something like that is going to happen with Canada, because it's like, you know, Facebook is saying, you know, they've said they said it with a country bigger than Canada that we're not going to do it. So with Canada, you know, will they say, well, we're not going to do it with you either. And until these rates get better and you know more favorable for us, because we don't make that much money off of the news links. Well, I was going to say real quick, um, also equally as responsible, shame on these news organizations for not evolving fast enough to figure out how to monetize their own content on their own websites outside of a bunch of ads that nobody likes to try to read the article through all the apps. You know, they should have figured out long before Facebook get up took off. Like, hey, we need to figure out how to subscribers, same way you had to pay a dollar or a dime or however much it be to get the actual paper. I think they should have figured out a way to monetize faster versus saying, we'll just dump a bunch of ads on there. And then Facebook comes to and say, well, we'll just show you the link, <laughs> the story without even going, seeing all the ads. And then the, the, the news articles is like, shucks <laughs> now. Well, we, I don't know that you can blame the, 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 the media outlet specific. I, like, I, 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 I don't know that subscription models are sustainable at all anymore. I just, I just think there are way too many, um, platforms out there. There's just too much content to consume to to convince a person to pay for your content. You know what I mean? Especially if you're a new outlet. It it, it just media is just so, so hard to navigate anymore and monetize. So I think, you know, the idea that that this could be the the option. I think this is the option. I just think Meta needs to come up off a little bit of that change. And the, um, I don't know necessarily that the government needs to get involved in this. I think this needs to be a negotiate because in Canada, it looks like this was, you know, as a result of a bill, an actual law mm-hmm. that was yeah, passed law. that said that, you know, Meta has to pay these, these, these media outlets. I don't, I don't think the government needs to get involved in this conversation. I think the, the media outlets need to negotiate individually with Meta and, and other social media platforms for a rate that works for them. Um, because I do think Meta needs to pay, uh, because you like, again, you're just, you're literally rebroadcasting somebody else's content for, for free. You're getting it for free and you're doing it for free. Um, you need, so they do need to pay, but that needs to be negotiated between the media platform and Meta. And I think it could be mutually beneficial for both of them if folk don't get, you know, too greedy. If I were a betting person, I I would bet that that's what actually ends up happening because that's essentially what ended up happening in Australia and and other countries that have implemented these type of rules. That that is eventually what ended up happening in most cases. I will say this though, yeah, I remember. I'm I'm old enough to remember a time where news organizations were not profit leaders. They basically if we can break even, we're doing good. It was, it was really about reporting 
the news. It wasn't about right. trying to make as much money that, you know, you know, I'm not trying to say, well, we need to go back in time, you know, but it used to be that way until really like the cable news came on the scene. And now it's no, it's no longer just about reporting the news. Now it's about entertainment and what type of news do you want and all that kind of stuff. That's the world that we live in now. So I can't say that I feel horrible for the news organizations because you're right. You know, you, you should have done what you needed to do to make sure that you were going to remain profitable. And these other companies, they're doing, you know, Facebook is figuring out how it's going to make money. It's not Facebook's job to figure out how it's going to make money for you. And Facebook also needs that needs these media platforms. I yeah, mean, they they can make in front like they not making that much money, quote unquote, or you know, however they want to nuance that language to act right. like they not getting paid off this shit. They need these media companies for the content just as much as the media company needs Facebook as a platform for aggregated eyeballs. Um, so so it's like stop being like that. You know, y'all both need each other. Figure this shit out. So that I don't have to navigate away from the platform <laughs> to get my content. <laughs> like, come on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just stop being ridiculous. I, I think and we go. We, we're going to yeah. hear a follow up story on this to where, oh, a deal has been struck. Exactly. And, and that's what Facebook is doing. Is like we 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 gonna pay, but we gonna negotiate publicly first. <laughs> it's like uh, and in that, the that court of public opinion. Exactly. So that that's where this one's going. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. But y'all, this next story that I wanted to get into, I didn't think we would still be talking about Reddit. I think it was two two weeks ago when I asked both of y'all, hey, was either one of y'all affected by the Reddit blackout? And, you know, y'all said no. I don't even know if we all knew that it was actually happening. I forgot that it was going to happen. But this thing turned out to be a much bigger deal than I think anyone thought it was going to be. First off, there are still subreddits that are down, that are still blacked out or taken private. Or here's the new thing that's coming in some of the news. Some of them have now allowed pro pornography so that they basically can't be monetized any longer. So it's like, if, you, if you're not going to allow these other platforms to exist because of how much you're going to charge them for API access, we're going to make it so that you can't put any ads on any of the content in our very, very popular well, subreddit. They didn't, they didn't solicit pornography. Let's just be clear. They, they, they mark themselves not safe for work. Right. And as, W. So when you do that, you will you allow for a certain type of content to be added to your your subreddit um, and it effectively makes it private because mm-hmm. to your point, you can't monetize ads and, and, and do other things like that. But it was it was 
it was just a tactic, another tactic to get around the idea mm-hmm. of, 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 of not going private or, or coming back from having gone right. private and, and, and sort of caving uh, a little bit to the CEO of Reddit, but still, you know, finding that loophole to keep their, their, um, to keep their content from being monetized. There are so a couple they, of photo based subreddits that they're being flooded with pictures of John Oliver. And I mean like millions of pictures of John Oliver. So all you can see when you go now is just John Oliver, John Oliver, John Oliver. He's now arguably one of the most viewed people on, on Reddit. Uh, so it's just the, the, the moderators are coming up with ingenious ways to try to stick it to, to Reddit. And one of the things that happened last week, and I don't think Terrence and I talked about this, but their CEO, he's being real prickish about it. So, you know, there is a, you know, there's an application that basically it's a Reddit tool. I believe is iOS, iOS only. So it's, it's Apollo, I believe is the name of it. And the power users of Reddit almost all use this tool. So they are very, very invested in this tool saying, you know, the tools owner saying I can no longer, it, it just doesn't make financial sense for me to try to even work with these API prices, I'm going to shut the application down at the end of this month. So when you look at who is running Reddit, well, Reddit has for a long time, they have actually been one of the most progressive on making sure that the end users have a lot of say of how things run on the platforms that the end users are using. So they've got all these moderators that are running all these subreddits and they've got all these rules that uh, they've created. Reddit has its layer of rules and then the moderation and teams can come in. The thing I don't understand about because this situation sort of is kind of the opposite than as than the last situation, the meta situation, because because I don't know where Reddit gets off trying to impose this level of 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 cost and 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 kind of unilaterally without actually taking the users um concerns into consideration. I mean, Reddit is literally a fucking listserv. You know what I mean? And and yes, you've created this platform, but you've you've done literally nothing to make the moderators it and the users. To, mm-hmm. to you 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 do you you they're basically your cloud storage at this point. You're yeah. literally cloud storage at this point. And and so the idea, you know, yes, you you this is a company that should have been thinking about how they were going to make some money before they got to this point, because, you know, the idea that now you want to come after the fact and be like, all right, we got to make some money because we've never been profitable. So let's start charging these exorbitant prices for this API usage is just, you know, without making the changes to your own platform, because Reddit has not announced any updates or upgrades Mm -hmm. or anything else that would make it more um, Apollo-like so that people wouldn't need that service in the first place. They're not actually giving you anything. They're just saying, come here, have a shitty experience on our platform um, because we're going to take away the, your, your ability to use this, this other, um, this other service. And it's just like Reddit needs to fall back. And, you know, I, I feel like it, if I had a thread on Reddit or a forum on Reddit, I would take my shit dark too. Um, just, just cause of the, the principle, the principalities uh, of the situation. Cause it's just like Reddit needs to really stop tripping and either make the capital investment in infrastructure to make their platform more user-friendly or work with, and, and I mean, it, it, 
you know, it seems like it's just this one guy it, who, who has one it, thing. It, but it, still. it isn't just Apollo and, and its creator. And I, you know, I should look up who the, uh, you know, who the creator of I'm uh, sure there's some other Apollo folks, is. You know what I mean? Some other other companies that use that API. But, you know, Reddit, Reddit is tripping. Reddit is really mm-hmm. is really wilding and, and being obstinate for no reason um, because there I'm, I'm sure there's other ways for them to make money besides trying to kill uh, you know, these, these services, you know, for no reason. Yeah. So the, you know, there's Steve Huffman, the CEO of Reddit after the blackout, he just seems like he made it worse because it's, oh, it's, it's now yeah. it's like, it's, it's us against the moderators. And it's like, you do realize that the moderators of these are the, the, they're the ones who are giving you the opportunity to generate this income. So it's, it seems like it was an oversight that you didn't say, well, wait a minute. What is the one app that almost all of our moderators use? And Apollo. Okay. You've just now made uh, our API access so expensive that Apollo can no longer exist. It seems like someone should have thought of that. But even if they didn't, instead of saying, you know what? We, we, we miscalculated. We're going to, f- for these type of apps, we're going to give you a, a reprieve. We're going to give you a longer amount of time. We're going to figure out how you can put ads in your system so that we can still make monetization, you know, from our standpoint. Um, or you could just went out and wrote a check to the, you know, Apollo is a one person app. This is one guy runs this application. You could have bought, bought it. You could have, right. you could have, you could have bought it 10 days ago. You could have bought it. You know, you could have bought it when this was going down and it would have alleviated right. a lot of what you are having. I don't want to say all of it because there's more than just Apollo, but Apollo is the app that, that really is making the moderators hate it. So I've said this before about Twitter to Twitter is too big for someone else to come and take Twitter over and like, you know, overtake Twitter. They're just too big. They've got that kind of motion because of their size. It takes Twitter doing crazy stuff that gets people to stop using Twitter, not necessarily sending them somewhere else, but they're just not using Twitter anymore for Twitter to start having problems. And that's kind of where Reddit is. Reddit is too big for somebody, you know, from some upstart to just say, oh, we're now the new Reddit. But Steve Huffman, man, you got to be careful with what you're doing because you piss off all these moderate um in the like, short term like, because you- i'm like for for what for what reddit provides it it can't be that hard and maybe i'm oversimplifying it but i just don't know necessarily that it would be that difficult to create another reddit based on what they based on the time i've i mean i admittedly have not spent a ton of time on the platform but i used to go on reddit every now and again mm-hmm. and look I had my little favorite threads or whatever, but based on what they provide, I don't know that it would be that difficult to recreate that platform and, and just tell everybody, yo, come through, you know, the API is open and free and, and, and have them migrate to, to a new platform. I mean, you know, I know it's not something that could happen overnight. I'm sure I'm probably oversimplifying it, but to your point though, Rob, Twitter is a is a more complicated platform, more complex platform. Facebook is a complex platform. There's photo storage. There's there's a, there's, there's more more stuff going on there that those platforms offer to the end user that Reddit just does not offer. And I just feel like, you know, like I said, they're like so, glorified cloud storage so, at this point. And and how how hard could it be for somebody well, else to make one? To copy the tech, not hard at all. To copy the community aspect darn near impossible it it, it literally will and take years that. for and for someone to catch up the community yeah. aspect 
you know, Reddit is a in and of itself, the name Reddit to be a Reddit user well, or be a Reddit yeah. moderator or a power user. The, the that's some, recognition. There's yeah. some cachet that comes right. with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that would be, in my opinion, would be the tough thing to recreate is what else can you recreate to where somebody, you know, they wear their little on their chest that they are right. a proud oh, member yeah. of whatever oh, the case yeah. may be. Yeah. You think about companies that have grown ridiculously like that. The only one that's coming to mind right now is TikTok. When you think about how fast TikTok has grown, you have to have those type of resources. You have to have bite dance type resources, literally hundreds of millions of dollars to throw at this app and marketing to get it in front of people. So it's, it's just really interesting. I, I didn't think we would still be talking about this uh, two weeks later. We are still talking about it two weeks later. And well, I just thought it was interesting. The reason why I put it, brought it back up was because they have um, kind of hooked John Oliver into it. And I'm a fan of John Oliver. I'm a fan of his show. I think it's called Last Week Tonight or This Week. Uh, I forget the name of it. <laughs> it's this Week Tonight, I think it's called on HBO Max, right? Mm-hmm. And he does a good job of familiarize, like you said, uh, Stephanie, explain it to me like I'm five, right? right. He does a good job of Very doing good. that on his show and really, um, more so than just regular media, he, take sides even more so he'll actually join in on a protest or he'll come up or his team will come up with a creative way to draw attention to this right because Mm -hmm. you know who outside of tech knows anything about reddit right but if you're watching his show you're a fan of him him breaking down what's going on what's at stake yada 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 you know, will get people who are not involved, involved and make it very simple for them to even participate. Right. So I thought it was funny. It's, it's funny and sad, right? Because they are, they, they know he gets involved in stuff like this. So they've got all these pictures of him, you know, and the, according to the story, you know, a lot of people are using him in hopes that he then makes a story out of this whole Reddit thing to get people involved, right? (laughs) You know, the problem with that is there's a big writer strike and John Oliver ain't putting out no Ain't putting out nothing as is no one else. Right. So it's almost like, yeah, we want you involved. And he's kind of like, great, use my picture, but (sighs) I really (laughs) can't can't do that. And then make matters worse, right? You bring it, you making, you, the protest that you're doing is drawing more attention, which is drawing more people to Reddit. To Reddit. Which may backfire when a traditional protest is you want people to stop using the product, <laughs> stop using the service, but you're making it more popular by using images like John Oliver. I saw something to where they're putting a bunch of pictures of Steve, I'm not Steve Jobs, uh, Tim, Tim Cook, uh-huh. you know, on the iPhone Reddits and they're, they're, they're making they're drawing attention, but at the same time, are they even also making Reddit more popular when really you yes. want to draw attention Reddit's, to where people stop using it? <laughs> Reddit has seen a spike in user subscriptions or people signing up to Reddit because people are trying to go to Reddit to figure out what's going on with Reddit. So yeah. it, it, it really is interesting. And this is exactly the type of story that John Oliver would normally cover, which is hence why you know, the, the people, the moderators of these various subreddits know it's like, well, <laughs> can you come and hook us up? Can you come help us out? This is probably one that he would, but 
they're not writing right now, so he can't do it. So it's like I said, this is a story that I, I was not expecting Steve Huffman to go the route that he that he's going. It's kind of like it's like no, I want to be more Elonish in in how I'm dealing with these moderators like you're violating our rules you know we could just uh you know we could suspend you as a moderator or maybe we'll we'll introduce more democratic voting up of moderators and voting down of moderators if the public doesn't like it and it's like i think i think the people who are using these, these platforms are loving what the moderators are doing right now because the power users are the ones who like i said there's more applications than, than just apollo but i'm just wondering why at some point didn't somebody say, let's go hire the developer that is creating Apollo. Let's make that an actual Reddit app. Let's throw some ads in it. Give him, you know, however many million dollars we need to buy the app from him and then have him here so he can help us figure out how to put ads in it. And, you know, and, and just keep putting out very, very cool apps for our platform. Well, because like Stephanie said, they ain't doing nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> they ain't doing nothing over there. Ain't nothing. And because they got a bag of money thrown at them from the very beginning for doing very little and and they got comfortable. And and now they now the ego done kicked in and, and it's just it, it they need to they need to get it together though, because I think they're gonna I mean, you know, I don't know that Reddit loses this battle, but I think they come out of it uh damaged. They don't they don't come out of it unscathed. Like so, when we initially talked about this two weeks ago, I said that I don't feel bad. I, I, I feel bad for Apollo and its users, but I don't feel terrible because from a company standpoint, you had to know at some point that when you're just getting all of this data for free and you're doing all these things for free and you're charging people for it, at some point the, the company could say, well, shouldn't we, you know, you know, sh- you know, we, we need to work something out. What I was not expecting is that Reddit, seeing how the, the type of platform that it is, it's, it's been, of all the social media platforms, it's been so pro-user, it seems like at least, that I just wasn't expecting them to well, go this route. probably was expecting to be acquired. Yeah, so. That's, that's why anybody in this valley does anything <laughs> these days, is to be acquired. Right. So I'm sure he was expecting that offer that has never come. So, so anyway, uh, this, like I said, it's a story that's not ended, so we'll probably talk about it again. I did want to talk about this uh, article that I pulled out of CNBC about how the FTC is suing Amazon over deceptive prime sign-up and cancellation processes. Now, do either of you have Amazon Prime accounts? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have one as well. And I'm honestly, I'm fairly happy with it. Now, I'm one of those people that I get something from Amazon probably twice a week. Um, I mean, just like regular stuff I order, I just order it through them. And I do know that there's a lot of stuff that you can get on, uh, like Walmart or you can get on Costco, you can get a target and all these other big box retailers that now have very Amazon like websites and do the same type of delivery that Amazon is doing for less expensive, but I still pay for that Amazon prime account, but it looks like that, uh, you know, in this story is, is kind of ironic that it's coming out just a couple of weeks before Prime Day because one of Amazon's biggest selling events of the year is their Amazon Prime that they run in July. But uh, like I said, they're getting sued by the FTC because what they're saying is that they're tricking people into signing up for Amazon accounts that they didn't know that they were signing up for and then obfuscating the unsubscribe 
from Amazon, uh, you know, making it, you know, from what these these court filings are saying, they they're making it very difficult for people to cancel their accounts. Well, it's like what they do is it's funny. I went to my Amazon account just to take a look when you when you first get to Amazon, you can go to, you know, my account and and it's and it's fairly obvious um, if you there, you know, there's a big button for prime, um, and it's manager membership da, 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 da. and there's a, there's definitely, uh, it, it's fairly obvious for updating and canceling. But as you start going through that process, like it asks you like four or five different times, are you sure? And if you're, if you still want to do it, the, 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 the thing you click to actually continue the cancellation process is tiny, but the thing you could click that you think you're, you might be clicking to cancel the thing is huge. And it's like, no, take me back. And, and they do. They're, they're, they're very, very, um, <clears throat> very shady. It, it, it's kind of shady. It's a little shady the way that they, um, do I mean they that that first initial step to get to the cancellation part is 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 obvious, but after that you just on your own and and I know a lot of people, especially older people, um, you know, might have a little trouble trying to figure out how to how to how to get out of that membership. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little shady. Yeah, I mean it's it's not a surprise. Um, of course, Amazon, according to the stories, is dodging the FTC altogether. And they say, yeah, we ain't doing that. Nah, <laughs> we get back at you. And the FTC is like, finally, well, we just got to flat out sue you because y'all ain't going to come to the table any other way. So, and it's like you mentioned, Rob, you know, right around the time Amazon Prime Day is rolling around. So this may, you know, uh, get some bad press to Amazon, you know, right before it there. It's going, it's going to do the same thing that it did for Reddit. It's mm-hmm. going to be a bunch of people sign it up uh, for, for, for Amazon. So, I like Wayne made some really good points real quick. Um, Wayne said, I have no issue with confirming you want to cancel, but having to click 16 times in order to cancel is problematic and definitely anti-user. And um, he also said, when you order without Prime, it's very easy to accidentally sign mm-hmm. up for Prime, so which that, is very true. Yeah. Yeah, that that was that's that's another part of this as well. Like I said, I've never really tried to cancel my Amazon Prime account, but like you, Steph, I said, well, for the story, let me go see what it is. And it's like, okay, that was pretty easy. Oh wait, I got to click here too. Oh wait, I got to click. Oh, there's a whole other page I got to go to. Let me click on that. And then you're right. It's like the the thing you could click on to remain is like H one ninety six font. And the thing you click on to cancel is like down in the, it's not even like in the bottom right or left corner. It's like kind of like towards it's the right. Minuscule. And it's really little. It is like, it's, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't want to call it fine print because people are saying, well, that's not fine print. There's stuff that's smaller than that on the page. Yes, there, it is not the smallest thing on the page, but it's showing up ain't the biggest. And it's like, well, how many times I got to click cancel on this? Um, and I've always been this type of person. I'm not going to fight you to not give you money. I'm just going to go to my credit card and say, Hey, I don't want this anymore. I can't figure out how to cancel it. Do it for me. I'm the, I'm the opposite route. It's like, Oh, you're going to make this a game. Well, right. I got time today <laughs> and I'm about to win this game. And, and because I don't want no discrepancies come next month when you claim when you still charging me, claiming I didn't 
I didn't go through this process correctly. I want to be able to have a confirmation page that comes up with a number or something else that says, yes, your account is now canceled. And it's because you're not coming back around on me on, on a comeback, you know, talking about I didn't really I didn't click or the right thing or whatever. So, yeah, Amazon is Amazon is janky for this. But, um, you know, we, we think Amazon and we automatically think about Kindles and think about buying stuff from them. But Amazon, they make their money in big data. So so big data is what they do. So there is no question in my mind that when someone said, make it harder to uh, unsubscribe. It's like, okay, so now I went from two pages to three pages or, or two clicks to three clicks. No, make it harder. Then it went from three to four. A designer probably said, it's like, you know, you're getting into like poor design. You know, this is like, this is not really good UI. If somebody has to click on four, four times to cancel something. Yes, exactly what we want. Can you make it five? Can you make it six? And at some point, somebody said, you know, they, you know like I said, I'm, I'm making this stuff up, but it, you know, this possible, this is possibly conversations that could have had, could have had happened at, at, at Amazon. Well, let's see. If we keep doing this and we make it so hard, how many people don't cancel because they just never get through it? Oh, There's sure, no question yeah. that they, they don't have that as that. a number mm-hmm. unless they, for had foresight, you know what? We probably don't want to keep this as a number because we could be subpoenaed on it if we end up going to court, which you're probably They're, going to. No, they have they have the number between getting people to just be like, I ah, forget it, I'll just keep it. And getting sued. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure there's, there's a number there. There are two different numbers there and they are right dab in the middle of that number of, you know, how many clicks does it take to get to the, you know, bottom of a Tootsie Pop and, and what's going to get us in trouble with the FTC and, right. and looks like they might have been tap dancing too far across that line and, and, and got caught up, but they absolutely know that number. And, and, and there was, there is a number, there is a definitive number for that. So it, it'll just be interesting to see what, you know, when they end up selling this, because this doesn't seem like something they're going to fight. It seems like this is something that's going to be settled. If when they settle it, it was worth it. We made so much money by making people click 1611 different links to get out of here as compared to, just giving them and one or two. And they're only going to go from 16 to 13 <laughs> in the settlement. They're not going to go from 16 to two. They're going to go from 16 to maybe 11. And and you'll still get a bunch of people that say 11 is too much. I'm tired. I'm just going to keep it. I don't care. You know, so they, they know what they're doing. And, and, and just so just because we are somewhat of a, a news source to people, it, we're being facetious when we say 16 clicks. It's not that many. It's somewhere between four and six. And Stephanie, and I just did not try to get through the whole thing because we actually kind of like our we kind of like our prime accounts. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, came, I just came back from vacation. I had a whole stack of packages that my daughter brought into the front door for me. So. Y'all, let's get to this next story here where th- this one is really interesting. Terrence, this is when you stuck in there, but there appears to be an inverse relationship between increased technology and decreased quality in cars. So J.D. Power and Associates sent out its 223 question battery organized into nine vehicle categories. And with an exception of driving experience, which remained flat, every other category saw declines. And the major reasons for why 
users are not happy with their cars is all the buttons and all the lights and all the, all the, all the screens and all the infotainment systems, all the tech that is now going into every car is actually driving down people's evaluation of said car. Not only that, and not only that, because that's understandable, right? The more tech a anything gets, the more in depth it gets, the more possibly challenging it is to operate, right? Because you got to jump through screens, you got to jump through menus, you got to jump through subsystems, which, you know, you look at your average smartphone nowadays, you know, you can trying to find a particular setting, you know, can be cumbersome, you know, talking about flipping through screens and screens and screens and screens, right? Not even that on this story. It seems like as the technology of a uh, electric vehicle, whatever the case may be, they add more technology. It seems like the product quality, the overall quality of the vehicle is going down. Like the ability to open the door. You think you just stick your hand in there, open the door. Now with these cars, they all smart. Now you got to press the little side of the corner of the door handle from the thing to pop out. And then you pull on that. And then that may break. And so it's it's almost like the actual thing that you think would be most important in a car is the quality, the build quality, the manufacturing quality, the long, the, the, you know, the, the life cycle of a vehicle seems to be going down as companies tend to add more technology into a car that they think we want. They think we want these, these big, touch screens. Well, that's what they're getting. That's what they're doing to to mask the fact that it's a shitty build quality. Like you got a big ass screen, you know, in in the car, you you don't realize it's made out of fiberglass and not steel, you mm. know, or or whatever. And it's just like that's that that that's the that's the trade-off I, I suppose for you know, and I wouldn't even go so far as to say that technology costs as much as what they're giving up in build quality. I just think they feel like the lights and the, you know, pretty lights and flashing things will, will distract you from the fact that you got a, a shitty, a shitty car. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a big part of, they actually are not putting as much effort into building the quality of the car because they're putting so much into the technology of the car. And it's kind of like, well, you've got this nice 42 inch LED screen that has 120 nits of brightness and all these things. And you're going to be wild, wild by that up and down. It's like, man, but you no longer have, you know, you remember back when, uh, what was the dude from fantasy Island way back Ricardo Montalban, Mr. Rourke. Yeah. Um, and he would, he would talk about the fine Corinthian leather. I can't even remember what was that for. Was that, was that for like a Lincoln or something like that? But I just remember him talking about the fine Corinthian hand stitched leather in a car. Well, you're not getting that anymore because instead of doing that, we're going to put, we're going to put this $4,000 TV in your headset, in, in your headrest. Well, because you can play Xbox like, off of it. I don't know if it's in the, in the, in the Tesla or, or the BMW electric car. One, one of those electric cars has like 12 different uh, engine sounds. So you can make your engine sound how it's since because it's electric, there's no engine, but you can make the acceleration sound. But there's like 12 or 20 of them or some ridiculous number of engine sounds. But the car is still made out of plastic. Like it's just it's just it's crazy. It just is crazy. Yeah. The the story I'm talking about, for example, right. You know, you, you know, you use you take your smartphone everywhere. You know, a lot of people integrate CarPlay and Android Auto into their phones to where 
you know, as soon as you plug it up or do wireless or whatever, that becomes like the infotainment slash navigation, right? But even if something as simple as charging your phone in these high-end tech vehicles is become more complicated because, you know, now we're all used to wireless charging, right? You put your phone down on the pad and it automatically charges, right? Well, <laughs> with these high-tech vehicles, the something as simple as charging your phone is now complicated to where, you know, the location to where to put it is complicated. You got to put it in like a little slot. And you got to have it. Right- just so my sister's Tesla, like trying to do her wireless charging, it's it's just a pain in the ass. Like everything about that car is a pain in the ass to me. It just, <laughs> it just is. And it, it may just be me, but like literally everything about that car, like I can appreciate, you know, the, I, the, the pickup. That's pretty much it. The idea that I can put a pinky toe on that gas pedal and that thing is, you know, about the launch. Um is is the only redeeming quality of that vehicle that I can see, but everything else I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. So I know you don't be on Twitter like that anymore, but you actually had quite a few folks who are agreeing with you, Steph, about it can't take you know fifteen minutes to half hour to charge your car up. Five minutes. That's no. that's what you get. I said I give you five minutes to charge up. So folks minutes. was like I I agree. Like multiple people said they agreed with you on that. Um, so I just, I, I know you went here last week, so I want to make sure I give you that, uh, that bit of news, but yeah, th- this, this is a problem. I don't think I've even mentioned this. I'm kind of lightweight waiting for this Escalade to come out uh, next year. That, that Escalade no, IQ. Tell us more about this, Rob. Uh, <laughs> you haven't said that before. You like, I know but, you, you, I, you only talk about it every day. I'm just saying it's like, but, but here's what, here's what I can say about, about an Escalade. It is the best SUV I've ever been. I've, I've been in many different SUVs. Now I'm not saying it like, you know, you get like a Maybach SUV or something like that. It's, it's that level. But as far as like, let's just call them regular cars, you know, regular cars off a lot that you can get. The, uh, the Escalade as far as if you, you know, SUVs, in my opinion, is the best one I've ever seen as far as just all the little things they put into making that thing cost what it costs over a Yukon Denali, which is also a really, really nice SUV. Um, but will this be an issue for it with, uh, you know, the IQ? They've, they've got all these screens. They've got all this additional tech. We've already talked about it last or a couple weeks ago that it's going to cost way more. Because of all the additional tech, does that mean that they're going to still do do the same quality on on the bill? I don't see Cadillac in particular sacrificing build quality. Oh, I like, certainly hope not. You know, I think you could look at some other brands and 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 say that, but I, I don't. I don't see. I mean that that is what you are paying for when you buy a Cadillac. You're paying for quality. You know high quality build quality mm. basically so i i couldn't see them giving that up f- just for a screen or two i hadn't heard this before but terrence when you when you link to the story i was like oh let me go read through this and see some of the supporting stuff and it's like it's i mean pe- people are not happy with the build quality on these cars at all yeah since and, 2021 20 and, you know 2020 uh, you know I, I don't know what um what do they call those things with agreement uh gr- bring in a group of people and they focus group focus groups I don't know what focus groups they've been bringing in you know but I don't see too many people being like yes this is the most technologically advanced car that I can afford but they're always in the shop because the up and down window button keeps breaking off. 
you know, it's like eventually people are going to know it's this little things, right? That annoy people mm-hmm. in general, you mm-hmm. know? So if you, if I'm paying upwards 70, $80,000 for this high end, not necessarily just high end, just high tech, right? Cause any, all these cars are coming out with all these new features, the lane departure and the, 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 um, the proximity, um, right. Uh, what do you call it? The, the cruise control, adaptive cruise control. You got all these technological bells and whistles. But if the window don't roll up and down, people are going to notice that immediately. immediately. And they're immediately going to say this car is a piece of crap, regardless of how much tech you put in it. So I don't know what these companies are doing as far as deciding, you know, how state of the art the tech is going to be. But then when it comes to Versus, the build quality, yeah. they're like, eh. <laughs> we, can, no. we can let that go yeah it, it is you wonder and it's just like i don't know so r- real quick i'm doing an audible here one, one of our followers someone who was in a discord group actually linked to a story um about uh legacy media companies and this is the, the title of the article is legacy media companies enter dark times as failures mount and netflix rises again and to make a long story short, basically what's happened is that we've talked about this many times on the show. Netflix has been taking an L like all of 2020, um, 2021, in, you know, into 2022. And then we started to hear the things about, oh, they're going to start forcing people to get their own accounts. That that password sharing is going to no longer be a thing. And we thought, OK, this can go one of two ways. It can either be horribly bad for for Netflix or it can be. Kind of all right for Netflix. It turns out that this is kind of being all right, because I think what uh, a lot of people uh, didn't anticipate was that there was going to be a lot of folks who were going to go out and sign Netflix accounts because they enjoy Netflix. I've always been one of those ones where I've said that I'm not going to cancel my Netflix account just because my cousin or my brother or my friend can no longer mooch off my account. I'm not. I still enjoy it. The fact that they got to go get an account is not adversely affecting me. There are a lot of people who are saying, well, if I can't share it with my sister, then I'm going to cancel. And I didn't think that was going to happen. So I think two things have happened. People who had Netflix kept Netflix. And then people who had Netflix but now uh, don't have it because they, you know, they're sharing a password. They went out and got Netflix. So Netflix has actually seen this year five straight months where their their stock price has been going up. But everybody else is kind of going down. And it's one of the things we've talked about this multiple times on this show. But content is expensive when you have to have HBO Max and you have to have Paramount Plus and you have to have Peacock and you have to have sent you know you know Cinemax it is HBO Max and you have to just you have to have all these different services and you have to have Hulu Plus or you have to have uh you know YouTube uh it's just too much when you have all it's these different it's more than cable and there's just so much choice out there to where a lot of people are now kind of getting like, you know, when you go in, all you wanted was jelly and you're standing in the smucker's aisle and you can't make a decision. I don't want none of it. So I just cancel everything. And I've been, I've said this many times. If I have a spreadsheet, if I don't use a service for 30 days, I cancel it. So Peacock is getting it unless I use it between now and the 30th of the month. It's, it's going to be out of here because I haven't watched anything. Last thing I watched on it, Mrs. Davis, I think it is. I think I've only watched four episodes of that. I, I just kind of you fell off. Because, I mean, my ne- I pay for my own Netflix and I have some sharers who probably got kicked off. Because the last time <laughs> I actually got on Netflix, a, a screen popped up and asked about sharing or, or something. I was like, it's my account, so I don't care. Um, Real and quick, then- before you hold that thought. 
Um, I've always wondered as the owner of the account and somebody is using your account and they run into problems. <laughs> Tell mm-hmm. me how that process is of somebody reaching out to you. Are they like, hey, I, nobody has said anything yet. Like my voice, well, like my brother, my brother. And I, th- I think my sister might have my login to um, they've not said anything to me yet. I don't know that either one of them watches that much television. So maybe they don't quite know that, you know, hey, Netflix is looking at the, you know, IP address and, and knows that you're not in the same household or something. They might not have gotten that that notification. Netflix may not have gotten to me particularly um, to do it. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not really, I don't really care. <laughs> Just like it is what it is because I'm keeping my Netflix. Um, and then I have Max because I still have cable. Um, and that's because I, my mother still, my mother lives with me and, and she is not, not having cable. Um, so I still have cable. So I get max free because I have HBO in my cable. So those are the only two services that I actually pay for. The rest of them could, I could take or leave. I mean, I like Peacock, but I don't need it. You know, I got prime cause I, I use prime for a bunch of other stuff. So I got you know, prime as well. But if the rest of those went away tomorrow, you know, if, if my, if my Peacock or my Disney plus or my Hulu went away tomorrow, I, I would not miss them at all. So I'm just like, you know, shout, shout out to my family members yeah. that, that are mooching off my, off my Netflix. Y'all might need to make some alternate arrangements uh, sooner <laughs> rather than later, but yeah. I, I had my, um, my brother using Netflix. We have not had a conversation about it. It was like one of the things where, hey, you know, you might have to start paying for it. Like, well, <laughs> he's like, cross that bridge when we get to it. We've never yeah. talked about it again. And you know what? I'm not worried about it. I, I, I literally could care less. If I don't know what the options are for him, I'm not researching the options for him. I, I literally do not care. Um, it'd be like, I guess whenever you come to, when you come to the crib, you watch as much Netflix as you want. I got multiple TVs, go watch it wherever you like. But if it's not working at your house, I just don't know what to do. And I think a lot of people, I think, you know, I, I, like I said, we, we, I think we heard a vocal minority of folks are saying, well, if I can't share with my kids, then I'm canceling. If I can't share with my brother, then I'm canceling. I just don't think that that was a lot of people who did that. So Netflix is, uh, once again, doing pretty well. That stock price has been shooting up, uh, f- you know, pretty much the entire year. And everyone else is, uh, you know, is, is struggling. The well, other okay, thing is, going well, to- is that, is that a, I mean, of course, you know, uh, money talks, right? And Netflix shares going up is a indication that Netflix shares are going up. But is that a good indication of customer sentiment about Netflix? Because, you know, uh, sure, they've put out they put out content and they put out content that, you know, we talk about on social media. But then when you add in all the password sharing things that they're about to clamp down on, is this a uh, a false positive? This Netflix shares going up. So we in general, the consumer is kind of like, I don't know, I may have to cancel my Netflix within the next Six months if they're tripping like this. I think a big part of the problem for Netflix is that how many more people could sign, could they get to sign up for Netflix? If in the case of like Stephanie and I's family members, if they were always getting it for free from us, why would they ever sign up for their own account? So Netflix has run into 
people are watching Netflix. People are still, they still kind of enjoy Netflix, but Netflix can't make any more money because they've run out of people on earth to have signed up for Netflix. But with the password sharing going away, there literally are millions of new people who they already know like Netflix because they've been using, you know, these shared passwords for years with Netflix. And now they are, well, I still like Netflix. I still want to watch all the, uh, you know, like, like, you know, uh, I saw an article today that said that 25% of all Netflix uh, account holders have watched a K, uh, a K film or a K shows, basically something from Korea. And it's like, oh, so like the oh, Korean content K- is actually, K- yeah. I'm sorry. You say K like Korean. Yeah. Korean. Uh, yeah. Korean content. So they so they know that. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, some of those shows are actually pretty good. Some of the action shows, I, I really have liked them and enjoyed them. I'm not giving that up. I actually enjoy that content. I'm going to continue to watch it. And I think what has happened for Netflix, their bet was, I think there's a lot of people who are on shared passwords that they like that content, too. And they would be willing to sign up an account as compared to lose it. So I that's where get, their numbers are going up. Like from. The, the $7.99 a month. Okay, like if I was if I had if I was the one that had been using somebody else's password and Netflix was like, you got to get off. Um, I would probably I like Netflix's content enough, I think, right. that I would probably get, you know, the cheapest, you know, lower the lowest tier uh, subscription um, for Netflix. I, I would probably do that. Here's where the other content creators or, or to say the, the the streaming platforms are having issue. If they don't have massive catalogs, they're getting crushed by new content is not coming to those platforms anytime soon because there's writer strike. So they're already starting to suffer because they're not signing up and and keeping enough people. Like I said, I, I would have canceled Disney. In fact, I did cancel Disney. I signed back up for it. Because it's, it's easy to do, and there's a new Marvel show on there. You know, the one that's starring Samuel Jackson. I'm, I'm watching that now, so I, I re-signed back up so that I particularly, specifically, could watch this one show. And I think a lot of people are like me. There's not enough content on Disney Plus that I enjoy outside of the things that I want to watch that are new. And if they run into, well, wait, you know, six months from now, a year from now, there's no content because there was a writer strike. Then my one month, two month, three month hiatus from some of these platforms and I'm not willing to pay the five dollars or six dollars or however much a month it costs to keep them. That may turn into six months, half a year. You know, I guess that's the same thing. Six months, a year, year and a half. I, I may never go back. They have some issues because people are canceling them anyway because of cost. And now people may start canceling because, well, there's no new stuff on there. I don't need to watch it. It's like I can only watch Star Wars so many times. I can only watch Endgame so many times. I don't need to have an account so I can go watch it whenever I want. So, y'all, that was a full show. I'm looking here. We've uh, crossed the top of the hour. And uh, we did not have a spotlight this week. I think we will have one next week. We also did not have any new patrons this week or any new raises this week. So I will just uh, remind everybody that if you would like to support the tech job, the best way to do that is to head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the tech job. That is the tech J A W N. And any one of those tiers helps us bring this content to you the way that we bring it to you. So we much appreciate anyone who has signed up or is planning on signing up for doing us that solid. So with that being said, Tech Life Steph, why don't you go ahead and tell the folks I didn't get at you. You can follow me all around the web at Tech Life Steph or check out my website at stephaniehumphrey.com. 
And you can find me all over the internet at Brother Tech. That's B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. And we are on all the things at the, the Tech John, the Tech J-A-W-N. And I am also on all the things at Rob Dunwood. So come check us out. Holla out as have you holla. Till we meet again in a week's time. Peace. Peace. 